Hey, thanks for joining us with another podcast with Neck Roots. I'm Kit James. Austin Davis. And you know what, Austin? Today we're sending it. This one's a good one. Yeah. We're talking about it's not the cards you were dealt, it's how you play them. How you play those cards, right, yep. Kit? Yeah, so, you know, th- this is kind of a huge topic in the world today. And as I sat back and I thought about this, you know, how, how you know, what are my views, right, on on this topic of the hand that you're dealt, right? Because the world would tell us now that people are dealt different hands. And if you're dealt a crappy hand, that means that you have a crappy outcome. And my thought on that is it's just not true, right? It's, it's absolutely not true. Now we're not all born with the same opportunities. I'll admit that, right? right? Some people have more opportunity than others when they're born, but we all have the same potential, right? So if you're born in a, in a, you know, underprivileged community or you're born you know in a in a place where the the path to you know adulthood is is filled with crime or whatever it is it's going to be harder for you to to attain something that uh, you know somebody who's not in that situation would attain but it's not impossible right it's not impossible for you to attain those things it's not impossible for you to make the decisions that you need to to reach the same potential i mean there's there's individuals with learning disabilities who have started, ran, managed their own companies. Yep. Right? Absolutely. So what's my excuse? There's people with physical limitations who have climbed mountains. Yeah. What's my excuse? Right? Did they have to work harder to do it? Absolutely they yeah. did. But did they achieve it? Absolutely. And so can anybody. Yep. We've all got the same potential as long as you're willing to put in the work. And you know what? I think that's a good point, and it's good to bring up the the next point, which is comparing ourselves, right? Yeah. Because that's where that's obviously where we fall down, and it's worth repeating because um, if we're paying attention to what other people are doing, we're, not, we're really not putting that effort and focus into what we need to be doing. Um, there's so many diff- There's so many amazing stories that um, it's not not about the cards that you're dealt because. Yeah. That hand you're holding, man, if any of you have played poker, I'm going to tell you something. you got to play with a glass table with me because, bro, I could have the worst <laughs> hand in the world. Yeah. And I'm going to poker it all the way. I'm all in. Fake it, brother. I'm, fold- I'm not yeah. folding. Right? No. <laughs> so um, it's, it really comes down to that uh, that mentality, right? That, that quiet confidence, whatever you yeah. want to call it. But I know uh, I had a friend in high school, and this kid was wicked talented. Uh, Dad owned his own business and and – you know, they were well off yeah. and he was a good friend and, and we used to always go down there and hang out. Well, I was from the opposite side of the tracks. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to work like right after school, I had to work. You work like a dog, man. Yeah. Your whole life you've been working like a dog. So, and, and that's one thing I've kind of a feather in my cap. It's like, you yeah. know, I might not be the smartest, but I'm going to outwork you. Right. Yeah. And so my buddy, he would, he had these opportunities to go in and work at his dad's shop and, He'd go in and sweep the floor and dink around. Or he'd yeah. go clock in and go find me and come hang out with me. And then nice. he'd go back and clock, clock out or whatever, right? Yeah. And and so anyways, long story short, um, he he was a very good pitcher and he was a left-hand pitcher. I mean, he was good, bro. He was yeah. 86 mile an hour, 82, between 82 and 84. Uh, Dude, this is in high school? In high school, Dude, bro. That's zinging for high school. Holy yeah. crap, man. So one day the Padres came and looked at him. Oh right? wow! Their, their summer camp, their D league came and looked at him and 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 was talking to him. And they're like, "All you got to do is keep healthy, keep the arm strong, right? Yep. Keep throwing, 
keep keep working at it and graduate high school. There you go, dude. There's the recipe right there. Bro, I used to check myself out of high school so I could go to work and get more hours on Friday's paycheck. Yeah. And I still graduated. Yeah. And my buddy had a hard time. That's crazy, man. And they stopped looking at him because he didn't graduate. Oh, my gosh, man. He had everything right there. Yeah. I mean, all he had to do was, was so, execute and finish. So so you bring up some people were born with different or have different opportunities, right? Yeah. It's interesting. It doesn't matter what opportunities you have. It matters which ones we take advantage of. Sure. And Absolutely. I don't think he saw that as an opportunity until later in life, right? He looks back now and he probably was like, Ugh. Yeah. I had a pretty good opportunity and maybe I didn't take it as serious or whatever. Yeah. I think we all do that in some respect, but those opportunities do come to other people and they might not come to you, but that is not in by any means a bottleneck or a shortcoming or a, we can either, and, and this is where it comes in. We can either play the card of I'm thankful for what I got and I'm going to build on what I got. Right. Yeah. I'm, I Maybe I didn't have a bunch of opportunities being where I was at. I just had to work, 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 but guess what? Yeah. Would I have been the kid that didn't take advantage of the opportunities if I was born into it? Right? Because when opportunities came my way, and I was the humble, hard-working street rat, lots of opportunities came my way. And I capitalized on them. And you took them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like stacking two-by-fours or stacking bricks, man. That's how you build your mansion is one brick at a time. And and that's how you build your life. And so you... There's opportunities around us all the time, and it's taking advantage of them. I think it's recognizing them and taking advantage of them. And I think there are some people, like there's that um, guy that does motivational speaking. I forget his name off the top of my head, but he was born with no legs, no arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that guy. Yeah. Yep. And so here he is born with no legs, no arms, and his, his title is No Problem. No Problem. Right? I mean, he was going to take his own life at eight years old. He was trying to drown himself in the tub. So he had his ultimate, low, ultimate lows. Right. He had some very difficult times in life, but he turned that around and said, what am I going to do with no arms, no legs? Right. That he was at his the, the lowest point of his life. And he said, you know what? I'm going to let go and let God and I'm just going to do what I can because I'm here for a reason. There you go. And so he found a purpose. Right. And I think that's important no matter where we're at is find that purpose and then run, run with it. Yeah. You touched on two important things here, Kit, and they kind of tie together. And that is that no matter what your situation is, no matter what the cards you've been dealt, right? The, yeah. the cards that you're looking at in your hand right now, you have got to find something to be grateful for in that situation. If not, the whole situation. Change your outlook of the cards in your hand until you're grateful for them. Because that gratitude will yeah. lead to you capitalizing on the opportunities, right? And then the second part of that is, you know, society would have us believe that if you're if you're underprivileged, right? If if you come from a destitute area or from, you know, just a an, an underprivileged community or whatever it is, um, that you are at a disadvantage, um, which maybe to to some circumstance or to some point that there there's some truth to that. But what's even more true than than the disadvantage and what's even more important then the disadvantage is if you achieve the same thing that somebody else with more opportunities achieved, you worked harder and you're in a better spot than the other person is, right? Yep. You've got more skill, 
you you've got more determination you've got more tenacity yeah. so that the next time a challenge or something is posed or comes up that gets in your way dude you've got it yeah. you've got it handled yep. and that's you know in some ways we can find gratitude in that yeah right it, not not hoping or wishing that we all you know have a harder time than everybody else to achieve something but if you find yourself in that circumstance what an awesome opportunity to build yourself and be able to conquer challenges in the future. And I think some of the, the, if you look at the tail of the tape of the greatest and the most successful, or whether it's in business or in life, you look at their background and you study it, they actually did come from a challenge background. And the reason is, number one, I think they look at it like, hey, I've got nothing to lose, right? Yeah. I might not have a whole lot. And so um, they're, they want to change their situation. And so yeah. that change and that desire to have a change situation or take control of their own life is is such an inspiration or desperation both of them are good both those yeah. emotions will, will will help drive you but they're either desperate or inspired to make a difference and they make a difference yeah. right and they just go for it but what's interesting is I, I mike tyson i grew up watching him fight and i love watching him fight dude i love mike tyson and i was my tell, favorite boxer of yeah, all time bro he was the one crunch punch man i oh, mean he dude. hits hard yep but he came from nothing but what's interesting is him and mcgregor i i loved watching mcgregor mcgregor um, the, the way they fought was with so much passion and so much hunger. I mean, they were like a tiger dude that hadn't oh, yeah. eaten for weeks. Yeah. And truth be told, they were hungry. They were. And they were in the soup soup line. You know what I mean? They oh, went to the yeah. soup kitchen and they were in line. So they were on welfare and they, they needed some help. And I guarantee you they were hungry. Not just physically, but mentally. They were hungry and emotionally for a change. And so it was reflective on the way they fought. You look at the beginning of both of those guys' careers. They fought like a tiger, man. Oh, yeah. Like the third monkey trying oh, yeah. to get onto Noah's Ark. Knockout after knockout <laughs> for Tyson, dude. Yeah. I loved it. And big guys. I mean, when he was the when he was the undercard or whatever it was, still knocking out. And then when he was oh, the yeah. underdog, dude, knocking out. And then pretty soon, he wasn't the underdog anymore. No, dude. He, he was top dog. He was top dog. Yeah, and it, and it happened the same way with McGregor. But I look at these guys like that. They're, so, they're such inspirational Cinderella stories because... You know, I can kind of relate to him. I always cheer for the underdog, man, because no yeah. one really does until they're not the underdog, right? Right. And so I watched Tyson when he started fighting. He was so young. and he like had 19, wasn't he? Yeah. When he went pro? Yep. Yeah. And he had a little fear in his eyes, but he had more hunger than he had fear. Yeah. The dude was hungry. And so, you know, uh, my son and, and some of his friends say, hey, give me some direction. How do you do it? How did you do it? How did you start from here and go to here? Or whatever. And they're like, what's the secret? And I go, there is no secret. Just stay hungry. Yeah. Right? I love that. Because look at Tyson later in life when he had everything that he wished for and dreamed about when he was 19. Yeah. What happened? He forgot what he was fighting for, man. Yeah. Yep. Right? He didn't know what he was fighting for. Yeah. So. He got himself into some trouble. and Sure. Yeah. McGregor, same thing. Yeah. Just wrecking people, man. Yeah. Just spilling their blood all over. Octagon, and then all of a sudden, when he was on top, he couldn't stay on top yeah. because he's not hungry he's not anymore. Hungry bro. anymore? Yeah. He, what I heard something the other day that said, uh, when you're climbing the ladder, you're hungry, but when you're on top, uh, you're not hungry. And then the guy said in response to that, he says, "Yeah, but if the but if I'm hungry, the food is right there and I can eat it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but there, there's some truth to that, yeah. right? Who wants it more, right? Yep. And that's and that's really what this comes down to is. 
regardless of your opportunity, right? Regardless of your hand yeah. that you're looking at, who wants it more? Because yeah. if you want it bad enough, dude, you're going to go get it. Yep. You're going to get it, yep. whatever it takes. And, you know, I dealt with that just on a personal level with my son, um, Kyler. He's got a learning disability, and he was born three months early, and so a little okay. over three yeah. months early. And so that was one of the things he was challenged with is if you tell him five things real fast, take out the garbage, um, mow the lawn, uh, clean your room, and put your laundry away or whatever, he's going to remember you the first one or the last one you said. Yeah. Everything okay. in between, yeah. he's like, blah, 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 Gone. Yeah. yeah. So – when when he learns, so if he's in a group setting and coach the wrestling coach is telling him, this is how you do it, um, he doesn't learn real well there. He learns better one on one. And so when we figured this out, the bottom line is we got him a coach, you know, a personal coach, and helped him out a little bit more to explain the moves. But those moves that came really easy to some guys, they just get it right, and they could grab you out of a bottom position or whatever. Yeah, he had to like go step by step by step through it and then figure it out. And then he had to do it a bunch of times. And, and so anyways, long story short, he had to work harder. He was in the gym before everybody. And he was the last one there after everybody left and he had to work harder just to get, to get it. Yeah. yeah. But, but he was still winning and pinning and, and wrecking people. And, and I had to see him struggle with that. And it was awesome because it's, you know, kind of made him who he is. It's like, okay, it might take me a minute to figure this out. But when I do, I got it, man. Yeah. But, and, and he used to always look at, um, I shared this with you, Austin, but he used to always look at people's record before he'd wrestle them and go, oh, oh yeah, you told me. Man. And, and set himself up. Yeah. Dude. And I'd say, son, you know who's going to win this match? Uh, uh, probably that guy. I'm like, no, whoever wants it more. Who wants it? Even though his record says this, do you want it more than he does today? Right. And yeah. it's like, and that's what it really comes down to. It does. And if you look at anybody, Austin, if they're doing something where you're like, man, I wish I could be doing that. You know, the difference between you and, and, and us and that guy is he's doing it. Yeah. You're that's wishing it. and he's doing. Yep. That's right. the difference. That's it. That's the only difference. Yeah. He's doing, is he the best at it or is he qualified, more qualified or whatever? Probably not. Yeah. Difference is he's doing it. He's doing it. Yeah. He's making it work. That's really all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. So I've got I've got a story here, and this is not a woe is me story, right? So maybe if uh, Neck Nation, maybe some of you can relate to this, or maybe you can't. But you know, I I ended up having oh, it's probably about twelve, thirteen years ago now. I ended up having some health issues with my lung, right? I'd have spontaneous collapsed lungs. I'd just be sitting there working at my computer, and all of a sudden my lung would collapse. Oof. And uh, and they're trying to figure out, okay, why is your lung collapsing? And so uh, finally we find out, I go to the surgeon and the surgeon's like, well, you've got all these nodules on your lungs, these things, these bubbles, these blebs, right? They keep popping, your lung collapsed. And then eventually one time it collapsed and tore the lining and then leaked nitrogen or, or carbon, carbon monoxide, whatever it is, it leaked it all over into my chest and up into my neck and, and it just put pressure on my heart. So they're like, okay, we're doing surgery, right? So, I, you know, and I talked to him about the risks of the sur surgery and, you know, we felt okay about it and it was going to be fine. So they ended up taking a portion of my left lung out. Well, the surgery went fine, but when they were pulling the instruments and the, the tube and everything, and dude, it's, it's not like a, a nice process of getting that stuff out of you, dude. She just put her hand on my back, grabbed those tubes and just ripped them right out. Yeah. Just, they just rip them right out. Right. And uh, she snagged my intercostal nerve while oh. she was ripping those things out. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, I'd heard 
uh, from later from a trainer that one of the things that they teach you in the military in hand-to-hand combat is you get your hand like this and you shove it into the ribs and you hit that intercostal nerve because it is absolutely debilitating. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, bro, it is debilitating. There were times like it would fire off and it felt like somebody just had a hot knife in my ribs and they were twisting it around. I'd go right to the ground screaming, dude. I'd never had pain like that in my life. And so uh, I started going to a pain clinic and I ended up having like 125 injections into my back and nerve blockers and we tried everything. In fact, (laughs) there was one time they shoved a needle down in between my bone and my cartilage and my ribs because that's where I was feeling it. And he hit that nerve with that needle and I grabbed it and I threw it out, pulled it out of my stomach and threw it on the ground and, you know, saying every, every bad word in the book in that office. And you could just hear like everybody else was like, like what's going on in there? Maybe I don't want to be in this place, man. So, uh, and the pain clinic finally gave up on me. They're like, dude, there's nothing we can do. We, we can't, we can't help you get this pain under control. And I had a decision right there. It was like, either I'm going to spend the rest of my life on pills, which doesn't lead anywhere good. Right. right? Or I got to figure out how to fix this. Yeah. And, uh, it was actually a blessing in my life. Right. Um, that I ended up, I, I went to a, a gym and I'm like, you know what, maybe if I just, if I exercise or something, I don't know why I felt inspired to go start working out at the gym, but, uh, I went to the gym and I decided that I was going to get a personal trainer cause I needed help with trying to fix whatever the hell was going on yeah. with this nerve pain. And, uh, it just so happened that the guy that I got as a trainer was an ex Marine. And he wow. told me about, you know, right. Doing damage to the intercostal nerve. And he's like, but dude, they also train us in the military what to do in case our intercostal nerve wow, has been that's damaged. Not a coincidence, bro. Dude, not a coincidence at all. Right. And, uh, after a lot, I mean, it took a while, dude, it took like a year, year and a half for me to get rid of this pain all the way uh, of working with this trainer. But, you know, I, w- I was faced with that decision. And yeah. it, again, this is not a woe is me. And maybe if you've got health issues, you can relate. But at some point with your health issues, you're faced with a decision. And that is, am I going to follow the status quo? Am I going to do what everybody else does or what, you know, what society says you should do, which is, you know, get on, get on the pain meds, man, yeah. and just live those for the rest of your life? Or am I going to try some unconventional way to make this work? Yeah. And uh, it turned out better for me, dude. I'm not on bills, so yeah, that's awesome. Grateful about that. I think everybody has something like that, Austin. Where where y- you do, you get to that crossroad in life where you're like, you know what? I've been going here and trying this traditional route or the way you know um, people say that we should do it. But I think listening to your own body, to yourself, uh, is important. But you do get to a crossroad. I don't care if it's physically, mentally, or emotionally. Uh, addiction, whatever it is, you get to a yeah. crossroad where you said, "Dude, enough's enough, man." Yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up and figure something out, and and I think that's one of the driving. In, I mean, it's desperation, right? Yeah, that desperation is not a bad thing. It's actually a, it's a it's, good thing, man. Yeah, inspiration or desperation are the two emotions that we make take any action on. Yeah, and and desperation is not bad. No, right? nope. you get to that point or that proverbial low where you're like, hey. I can't do it anymore down here, man. Yeah. I got to fix it. And so yep. then you start climbing again. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's life, man, and it's awesome. It is. But, you know, along these lines of those cards, so you were dealt those cards, right? Yeah. And you're yep. holding those pain cards, and you're like, yeah. hey, my nerve is done. Yeah. And how am I going to play these cards? Because this isn't a good hand. Nobody wants his hand at this table. And you figured it out. And I think 
we all have to do that. But, you know, when I was hiring guys, um, sometimes they would come straight from South America or wherever, right? And I would watch how little they had when they started working. And then, you know, little by little, they'd get a little bit more and they they would buy a car. That's always their goal is to buy a car so they have transportation. But one time I went and visited Yoel, this guy that worked for me, right? And I had to drop a check off, you know, because he was out of town or didn't work that day or something. I said, you know, I'll swing it by because I'm coming back with a trailer. And and I called him a few times and he didn't answer. So I just went up to his apartment because it's right on his check, you know, knocked yeah. on his door. Dude, opened the door. And this dude is the happiest dude ever, right? I mean, he's freaking happy, dude. He's got... You'd think he lived in a mansion or or got a Ferrari hidden somewhere or something, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's always just so happy. And he invited me in. Oh, my boss come to visit me. Oh, it's a happy day. Come in and and showing me around his apartment. And I'm like, and I was feeling bad, bro. No furniture anywhere in the apartment. Gosh, man. He had just a little blow up mattress that he slept on. No TV. No nothing. Stacked his um, clothes. And it said on there in, in Spanish, you know, nice clothes and work clothes. And he yeah, nice. labeled his boxes, you know, and and he's like, it's got a stove, it's got a dishwasher, it's got, I mean, he Dude, was just, just grateful. Yeah. Grateful. So grateful. And you take anybody that is born into a certain situation, like what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, into that house and say, check it out. Like, good or bad, thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, what's your quick opinion? They're going to do thumbs down. They're going to be like, dude, this guy's hating it. Yeah, dude. No, he's not. His smile is ear to ear and, and his joys throughout the whole day. And, and he's so happy, right? Yeah. Until someone trains him that, that maybe he doesn't have enough or whatever. But you couldn't put a gun to that guy's head and tell him not to be grateful. He was so grateful. So anyways, I had these old couches. I bought my parents new couches. And I, I mean, and the couches I took out of their house were older Right. And it was hard to get in and out. And I'm like, you know, should we sell them? Should we give them away? Should we put them on the curb? I'm like, dude, I'm taking them. You know, you know, when you wear out a couch. Oh, yeah. It's done, bro. Yeah. Right. And so I had them in the back of my dump trailer and Yoel comes to the yard, you know, and jumps up in the back of the dump trailer because he saw something sticking out. There's these old couches. And bro, when I put them in there and made that decision, I didn't put them in there gingerly. Yeah. They're freaking heavy. Old couches are heavy. Oh, dude, yeah. They built them sturdy back the then. The fold-outs, you know, that they have the hide-a-bed in oh, it. Oh, had the hide-a-bed in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That's Forget a heavy couch, it. dude. It's heavy. <laughs> right? It was peeking out of the dump trailer. Tri- <laughs> triple axle dump trailer. So he looked in there. He's like, what are you doing with those? I said, I'm taking them to the dump. He goes, no. I don't want them, dude. Yeah, so I gave them to him. And then I, I said, you know what? You can't just have a couch. So I got had an old older TV that was left over. Bro, you should see the text that he sent me. And he's like, we're watching Happy Days. We're eating popcorn. <laughs> we're sitting on the couch. And, you know, it just, make, it just brings a little bit of hope and joy back into your life that, you know what, when these guys can radiate that kind of happiness and joy when, when they have absolutely nothing and they just work their guts out, yeah. you know what, we can find it when we have something. And I think that's a real measure of a man, um, our patience and our gratitude when we have nothing. And, yeah. then, and then when we do have something. Yep. Right? Absolutely. So, And I, in thinking about this, right, that guy, what an inspiring story, yeah. right, for that guy. And we have opportunities in our life, and I'm not saying that, we're, you know, 
we're not an inspiration. Like, don't ever look at yourself as if you're an inspiration. But here's the here's the truth of the matter. No, I'm desperation. If, bro. Yeah, we're desperation. <laughs> but if you if you overcome if you overcome the odds, right? Which we all have the ability to overcome the odds. Yes, yeah. we talked about it. Do you want to? Do you want it bad enough? But you can end up being an inspiration to other people. Yeah. Not that you should ever, like I said, acknowledge that you're an inspiring person. But you know this guy. He he didn't he didn't do these things. He didn't have gratitude. He didn't you know thinking that oh I'm going to be an inspiration to millions of people or I'm going to be an inspiration to a couple people right. But in overcoming those things, in doing these things, you don't know how you're going to affect other people in a positive way because you will. You yeah. will have a positive yeah. effect in other people's lives. And I I just started thinking about you know some of the people that have inspired me, and why have they inspired me? Because they've overcome adversity. Yeah. Dude, because they've played the hand they were dealt, yep. and they played it well. Yep, they got a seat at the big table, they even did. with a bad hand. Even with a bad hand. Yep, yep. And if they didn't get a seat at the big table, dude, they would make their own table. <laughs> there you right? go, man. Exactly. And, and, and invite others over. Yeah, and, that's so, what you got to do. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make your own table. And right? I don't think you go. I don't think like Yoel, his story. He's not looking to be uh, like you said, inspirational, but but he does. He did. I he. I guarantee you, he's become that key that unlocks other people's prison that they're down and out. And, yeah. And that's that's what's cool about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to have something to be somebody. Yeah. Right? You just be somebody. You just because be somebody. you are somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's cool. So the other thing I was I was thinking about with this too is you know we've been talking about some some big things here like big hands that you dealt like big hands that have a big impact on your life. But it's not always the big hands, right, that we're trying to play. Sometimes right. we're dealt little hands, right? Have you seen them, the little one, the quarter size cards? Yeah. Sometimes our hands come in quarter size cards, not full size cards. And they're just day to day things. Yeah. Like not, not big life altering things, but, you know, today maybe I was dealt a crappy hand. In fact, you know, this makes me think of just a couple weeks ago, right? You were doing a job. Um, oh, yeah. At a way station, right? Yeah, so, and uh, and a storm rolls in. So I, I mean, here's a, here's a little hand. So let's hear about that. Yeah, and I think the little hands are the big hands. They, oh, sure. Because if we don't overcome these little hands on a day daily basis, when the big when the big one shows up and we get a real bad hand, it's going to be harder to overcome that one. But it will. Yeah, just I mean, we were supposed to have this done in three days because we're in a town where um, this is the only dump, right? And it's a transfer station, but the scales were being replaced so there's this big pit underneath the scales so they pulled the old scales out and then we had three days to go in and they're like can you do it in three days i'm like yeah with my eyes closed man <laughs> you know and they're like can you pour all these piers and do all this and 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 get it right so we can set the new scales in I'm like yeah no problem i'll be done in three days well i was actually supposed to have a week but yeah. they ran over and they're like you think you can do it in three days i said i know i can't Big storm rolls in, like I you know, said, dude. and it dumped like a month's worth of water in a couple hours, right? Yep, it did. So it rained for two days, and they're like, you're not going to make it now because, I mean, we were walking around. You saw the picture. I said, yeah. Oh, it turned it into a swimming pool. Yeah, man. it was, and I didn't bring my swimsuit, <laughs> you know, and, and, and my son's like, freak, dude, well, I'm soaked. What are we going to do? I said, you know what grit is? He goes, no. I said, you're going to learn what grit <laughs> is. <but> find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it was challenging, and I could have used that excuse to say, and I almost did. I was contemplating it. Yeah. I was. 
I'm like, you know, there's lightning. I'm standing in a pool grabbing metal. <laughs> rebar. Yeah, <laughs> working and, with rebar yeah. and the lightning. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we'll let the lightning go away, but there ain't it. It's not going to stop us. Let's let's give it everything we got and see if we can pull it off. And we were ready, but we couldn't get it. You know, we couldn't get the concrete delivered late Friday night. And they told me, we're booked Saturday. We're booked Monday. We're going to have to get you Tuesday. I'm like, well, technically, I got two rain days, so they can just relax. I'm like, but I'm freaking ready, man. Yeah, let's go. I'm not taking no for an answer. When someone tells me no, I thought they said on. I'm, yeah. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, try again. Yeah. I'm no ready. means try again. <laughs> yeah, no means on, and I was ready to get it on. So so I made a phone call to the owner of the company. I'm like, bro, you you trying to sell concrete? He goes, yeah. I go, they told me you're booked. And he's like, we are, but not for you, man. So we'll take care of you anyways. We end up getting it on Saturday, and I didn't even tell those guys I was pouring, right? Because every government agency's off on Yeah, dude, they're not working their weekends. So they show up Monday, and they're like, man, you ain't playing. I can't believe you got it done with all that water we had to pump out and the challenges you had. And I'm like, and, and, you know, just that little stupid thing it does, it's like kind of a, you're like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You feel good good. about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. The little things are the big things, man. And it's yeah. important to just get those little wins here and there. You yep. feel good. Yep, absolutely. Well, Kit, do you have anything else that uh, you want to touch on today about playing the hand you're dealt? Freaking play it, man. Play it. Put yep. your sunglasses on if you need to. Yeah. Act <laughs> act like it's the best hand in the world. Act like you've yeah. got the royal flush, dude. Even yeah. if you're just sitting on a bunch of ones. Not yeah. even a bunch of ones. If you're sitting on one, two, three, <laughs> well... You know how poker works. Yeah. If you're sitting on a crappy hand, yeah. right? Uh, Throw that smirk on, pull the yeah. shades down, and you just look at them like, uh-oh. Yep, play it. Play yep. it right. So, yep. well, let's do that, Neck Nation. Let's uh, let's uh, make the best out of the hands we've got. You know, some of our hands are, are different than others. Some of them are worse than others. But if you want it bad enough, you can play it, and you can achieve it. So And stay hungry. Stay hungry, right? Stay grateful yep. and stay hungry. Yep. So. Anyway, uh, check us out. Like and share this video uh, on YouTube. Check us out. Other podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeart, Apple, all of, all of them, dude. We're on all of them. We've got uh, Facebook. We've got uh, Instagram, right? Check us out on those. We post pictures, videos of things that are going on around the ranch and things that we're doing in our lives. So yep. that's pretty interesting. And then visit www.neckroots.com and get yourself a hat and a shirt right it's it's gonna make you look good it makes me look good it'll make you look good so anyway we'll leave you with that deck nation and uh bless up thanks for your support bless up